Welcome to day 225 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul, here with Katie, David, and Matt. Uh, we continue in our third season together, the story of the prophets. We've been reading through Jeremiah, which is one of the major prophets, meaning it's a larger you know, piece of writing. And in most of the major prophets who not only have uh, you know, pronouncements of judgment against Israel, but you also have pronouncements of judgment against the nations you know, surrounding Israel, which is a reminder that God is not you know, simply sovereign over his people, but God is sovereign over all the earth, and all the earth will one day give account to him. All of this is leading up to a, a very large section, which will start tomorrow, which is God's you know, final pronouncement of judgment on Babylon. Uh, Babylon has been the instrument he has used in order to accomplish his purposes, but that does not mean that she will not be held accountable and she not be called to account for the way that she has carried out uh, God's purposes. So we come to the end of chapter 49. I think we may have read this last week, and we got a little bit over anxious last week. We'll read it again, and it reminders of both God's purposes in judgment and uh, God's future restoration. Before we read, as we always do, uh, we realize we come to Scripture to know God. And by knowing God, it's not just to accumulate a few facts. It's to have a deep, personal, intimate relationship with Him in which He, through His Word, continues His work in us by His Spirit, conforming us into the image of His Son. So before we, uh, before we read, we always pause to give ourselves to him uh, to accomplish his purposes in our life. So, Matt, do you mind lifting us up before we pray? Yeah, let's pray. Before we read. (laughs) (laughs) Father, we do thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for the invitation to come to to dwell in your presence, to hear your voice, and um, to be reminded of who you are and what you've done in Christ Jesus. And so as we read um, your word together, Father, would you help us to behold wonderful things? Would you help us to um, to see you and all of your beauty, to hear your voice and respond appropriately to it. Uh, Father, we thank you for this time together. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 49, 34. And this is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning Elam, early in the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord, Lord Almighty says. See, I'll break the bowl of Elam, the mainstay of their might. I'll bring against Elam the four winds from the four corners of the heavens. I will scatter them to the four winds, and there will not be a nation where Elam's exiles do not go. I'll shatter Elam before their foes, before those who want to kill them. I'll bring disaster on them. Even my fierce anger declares the Lord. I'll pursue them with the sword until I have made an end of them. I will set my throne in Elam and destroy her king and officials, declares the Lord. Yet I'll restore the fortunes of Elam in the days to come, declares the Lord. You see, uh, two nice pieces as we come to the end that uh, God is establishing his throne, establishing his rule among the nations, which is both a throne uh, you know, of judgment, but it's also a, a throne of restoration. And then you see just that one little line, but it's a great line that I'll reverse the fortunes you know, of Elam. And of course, God's purposes, even in judgment, are to bring grace and restoration to all of creation, you know, which is the hope of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mentioned this <clears throat> several times as we've been walking through these judgment judgments on the nations, but um, the, the judgment that God often brings upon the people is kind of the, what they center themselves on or what they find themselves. You know, like in this case, he says, um, see, I will break the bow of Elam, the mainstay of their might. You know, the things that they boast in, the things they hope in, the things that 
that prove they are powerful, you know, in a sense, is the very thing that I will end up treading upon. And and you just see, I mean, this whole message is declaring to us both the sovereignty of God and his judgment, but also the sovereignty of God and his restoration. And, you know, there's nothing that can stand against him, whether it's Elam or whether it's, you know, going to be Babylon or any other nation. It's the Lord will set his throne in Elam, however he chooses to do it, but he will also be the one to restore. Yeah. And, and you know, were reminded that our uh, our strengths very often become weaknesses because they uh, become the very thing we depend on rather than looking, you know, to God. And of course, that has been a major theme for all of the nations. You've looked to yourself. You've looked to your wealth. You've looked to your prestige. You look to the number of chariots you have, the number of mercenaries that you can, you know, purchase and buy and employ. You know, to and none of these will ultimately stand against you know the purposes of God. And of course, this is you know a lesson the Apostle Paul you know learned to boast in weaknesses rather mm. uh, than in strengths, because where we are weak, He has made strong, mm. and where we think we are strong, mm. we often deny our need for Him. Right. Uh, we all have that kind of like Elam here. We kind of have that thing that is the mainstay of our might, that thing that we uh-huh. think is going to be. And for them, it's their archers, it's their bows, it's their mm-hmm. it's their military. Like, oh, we've got these guys; they're amazing. We're going to be just fine, and. It sounds a little foreign to us because we might not be trusting a, a bow and arrow, <laughs> but we are trusting in things that might be just as silly right. as a bow and arrow. <clears throat> and yet we've been called to trust in the Lord who is our strength. Um, and so, yeah. Well, they were trusting in their the, the strength of their country and the strength, you know, the strength of their security. So that that's super relatable, I think. No just, doubt. And sorry to cut you off, David, but yeah. I agree with you. Just like... It, it sounds foreign to us with the bow and arrow, but like they're trusting in the security of their nation and and how many of us, I mean, have panicked because we feel like the security of our nation is under attack or the security of our economy or, you know, fill in the blank. It's that's the word is security. Where are we finding our security? And is he if he's not our security, then when those when he does break those um then we do feel shattered, but that is a part of his mercy. That is that is a part of how he does his work in us and, and leads us to dependence on him. So it's really hard. And like, I'm just sitting here thinking how hard it is when he does, um, you know, in his mercy, break those things and lead us to that place. Um, it's not easy to go through, but it, it is, um, it's good. It's good and leads us to look to Him. No, we we would hope we could come to a place of humility before the Lord without uh, you know severe action from the Lord to humble us. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, very often we do need, you know, we do need to have you know as, as Jeremiah said, you know, the fallow ground or Isaiah said the fallow ground broken up. And, and of course Jeremiah you know summarizes this beautifully when he says let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches but let him who boasts boast in this that he knows and understands me that I am the Lord and um, you know those are you know three things that uh, you know we we commonly come back to our our wisdom or our intellect and our ability to stand it out our personal endurance and strength and our ability to do that or our or our resources and, and the list could could go on and on but those are you know kind of the things that we depend on the kind of things that we look at and every one of those can be our strengths can be our undoing in the middle of that. Well, I love the note of restoration at the end that. 
the Lord says, I'll be the one that restores the fortunes of Elam in the days to come. <clears throat> you know, and we're seeing even here the, the hints of, I mean, we read the Psalms and the Psalms talk about God restoring the fortunes of his people, you know, and the, you'll see the psalmist saying, man, you turned our our mourning into dancing. You've restored our fortunes. You, you've done wonderful things for your people. And yet we're seeing here the inclusion of a nation that's really far, you know, away from Israel at this time, you know, nations on the other side of Babylon, a nation that's Gentiles. And we're seeing the, the reversal of fortunes for, for even those, you know, Gentiles. So we're starting to see, we, and we should have been seeing this all along, but we're seeing God's heart, not just for Israel, but for the Gentiles as well. And, and of course, that's the very heart of the promise to Abraham. Yep. And not only will I make your name great and make you into a great people and bless you, mm -hmm. um, but uh, you will be a source of blessing for all the nations. And, and of course, we can you know turn that around also as we look at uh, you know some of the judgments against these nations. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Uh, that all of them are not only being judged for their own sins, but also for uh, the sins that they have committed against God's people mm. and against you know, against Israel uh, as well, which will especially set the pattern for the next few readings we have in, in, in Babylon. Mm. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Um, we thank you that you are a God that uh, the judges and sometimes... Uh, you know, loosens our grip on the idols that we hold so closely to, whether we boast in our wisdom or we boast in our strength or we, we boast in the resources that we have or any other thing that would give us, you know, confidence in you. We thank you that uh, you gently remind us of the inadequacies of our idols and sometimes you even uh, move in, in, in drastic ways to loosen our grip. But we thank you that more than anything else, you are a God who desires to restore our fortunes and uh, to restore to us everything we've lost, to the ravages of sin, our pride, our shame, uh, our disgrace. You're a good God. And we thank you for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.